you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? And welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to talk about Raw and SmackDown from this past week. Uh, just basically going to hit you with some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, and a little bit in between. So without further ado, uh, Devin, why don't you hit us with, with the big one on, on Raw, because you know we, we opened up the show with the it was the first first show of the the new the first raw of the new year right yeah, is that yeah. okay well, first off happy new year happy new year that's right, <laughs> right. Yeah. let's get that let's out. get that out the way real yeah. quick happy new year happy, <laughs> happy new year everybody new year. helping you yeah. all the listeners um so yeah just uh they started out the new year how so tell us how we started things off so brock decided to open up the show and paul Heyman giving his speech and basically i'm just gonna sum sum this up he is going to enter the Royal Rumble since he decided there is no one worthy of uh, basically challenging him for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. So he's going, and then it, it, here's the bonus: he's going to enter as number one, which is, I guess, I say is unprecedented. But some who who did that before? Well, I mean. There's always been a number one, but I guess you're talking about like him deciding he's going to do that. He's going to start at number one, like picking the number one on purpose. Is that what you mean? Yeah, starting number starting number one as a WWE champion. But oh, that's never happened. I yeah, thought no, that's never happened. didn't Roman Reigns do that though when Triple H beat him? Well, but see, that's that's where my frustration is with this because that was for the title. Yeah. You know, like him as champion. So I guess to yes, that that I guess has happened before because we had Roman Reigns, you know, have to defend his title against everyone and started as number one. Um, So that did happen. But that happened and the title was on the line and that made sense. Whereas with this, you've got Brock entering in as number one. And what where this hasn't happened before is he's champion. He's entering number one and the belt isn't on the line. Like I thought the belt was on the line. In this one? No. Yeah. Nope. From what I've seen, the belt is not on the line. Paul Heyman, not one time during that whole promo, said that the belt was on the line. All he said was, first time ever, Brock Lesnar at in Royal Rumble, everyone's going to get a chance to go against Brock Lesnar, and let's go all the way. Let's make him number one. But they didn't say that the championship is on the line. They just said Brock is in the match. So that's where it's goofy to me. Like, how do you how are you gonna have Brock in there and the championship isn't on the line? Like, it just it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, even I'm gonna click into the the notes here too and just see like announcement. His client will be taking yeah, the dreaded he, number one slot. It. I see it. Ensures Lesnar will have to run through the entire roster to get the elusive victory. And anybody who wanted a piece of Lesnar, bad news is that is wait. 
No, they, I don't. I don't see where you're saying it says. You know what? This ain't. But that's not WWE website. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, because on I, I need a true source <laughs> <laughs> on WWE.com. When you okay. go into the notes where they made the the statement, it's saying, "Let's see." Opted to declare for the men's Royal Rumble match at number one, setting himself up for a feat that no reigning WWE champion has achieved from a position no WWE champion has voluntarily taken. But let me see. Is worthy of challenging? So that would make declare. no sense then. Why like belt not, minus because then be a- that would change the whole like the Royal Rumble then they would just be saying, Hey, the Royal Rumble now is for the WWE championship. But like later on when Drew McIntyre declared for the top, for the for the Royal Rumble, he didn't say, Oh yeah, and i I can't wait to go to the Royal Rumble, win the Rumble, and become the new WWE That's champion. True. Like That's no true. one is saying that now. That's true. Everyone yeah. is saying Oh yeah, I'm gonna be in the Royal Rumble and I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. Like it's the yeah. typical, you know, thing that they do. So yeah, that's why this is goofy. I trust me, I assume that too. I was thinking, oh, that means the belt is on the line when when Paul was saying it. I'm like, okay. And when he said, let's go all the way, and he said he's gonna enter number one, I was like, no, going all the way would be putting that title on the line. Sure, yeah. going number yep. one as well, but like that's the extra is to put the championship on the line, but Nope, didn't he didn't say it? Wow, that, yeah. well, that's a weak move. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's where I'm frustrated, man. I'm like, man, yeah, this is just is goofy. Not putting that belt on the line. I don't understand. I don't okay. get it. Yeah, now, now, okay, I'm frustrated now. It just hit me because I'm thinking this whole time before we recorded that Brock is going to enter the Royal Rumble and then and then defend his WWE champion. Yeah. Now this now that makes no sense. Right. Like, I'm that, thinking he's going to go in there and prove a point. Like, yeah, this is the reason why no one is worthy of challenging me because I just destroyed everybody at the Rumble. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 where we're at. So, you know, I think that – and also, too, the, the I think what I've been hearing to, with people that I've talked to about it is that um, – Whoever tosses, and this makes sense, whoever tosses Brock, because Brock is not going to win the Rumble, it would make no sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Whoever tosses Brock, that's probably going to be his opponent. And there's so many people that it could potentially be. I think Drew McIntyre's name is one that's been tossed around as a popular one to to toss him. Um, You know, Kofi Kingston, I think, is a dark horse, you know, to toss Mm -hmm. him because they keep bringing up the fact that. You know, Kofi never went after the WWE Championship. He never That's got right. his rematch. You yeah. know, he seemed it, not to it, care. No to that. Right. You know, so um, it would be interesting to have that face-off, have that moment between the two, and potentially if Kofi did toss him out, that could lead to him now trying to get that belt back again if he wins the Rumble. Um, the, the fear that everyone has, and, you know, I, I've brought this up before, but would be uh, Tyson Fury, you know, it ends up being in there and, and tossing or Kane Velasquez or Kane Velasquez. That's true. The, that's the, that is the strong rumor that's going around. That, yeah. That's what they're trying to set up. And I'm like, Oh, but we've seen that I've one. I've seen that. And it, and it was, and it made, and it made Kane Velasquez look weak. Cause he got basically dominated. It was over in what? Two minutes. If that, yeah, it was, I think the entrances were longer than the match. It was one of those crazy situations, but, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, Cain Velasquez, either one of those two guys, I think 
I would prefer Cain Velasquez over Tyson Fury. Yeah. Just because Tyson Fury was so terrible. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, that's selling was his, just his awful. Strikes were awful. Yeah, like, punches bad. Yeah. Um, but well, his yeah, work he, punches, not his shoot punches. His right. Exactly. Let me clarify. <laughs> he can he can throw an actual punch, but he just right. doesn't want to hurt anybody. But then he's just hitting it. like it's just so obvious. You're yeah. just like, I can't show anybody this. I can't be like, hey, watch this Tyson Fury match. It's great. It's a great example of great wrestling right now. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. You know, you just can't. All so right. um yeah, so those those guys um I think are are all potential. There's so many people it could be, but I think that you know, given the that Brock's in it now, um, and the belt isn't on the line, yeah, it's it's disappointing. Yeah, man, it sh- it should really be a championship bout at Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, but instead he's going to enter the Royal Rumble, which you know, on the bright, I'm gonna look on the bright side, which is cool because I know Keith Lee is going to be in there, so him and have a standoff or a face off with Brock Lesnar, oh, that would just look awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, right. yeah. There's there's a lot of potential for that because the what the format looks like. 10 um, from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from NXT. So that could be pretty cool. So you got Keith Lee being in there with them. Um, just so many people that, mm-hmm. you know, it would it would just be great to see, you know, him face off with one more time. You know, like, I mean, hell, even, you I mean, you were going to get, like, Roman Reigns against him in the Royal Rumble. That's going to be interesting now, given where he's been. You know, the changes for Roman, uh, Seth, and, you know, those usual suspects as well. Um, I'm curious what other NXT guys will see. Will Velveteen Dream make his return at Royal yeah. Rumble? That'd be pretty cool. Adam Cole, maybe? I don't know. Adam Cole, yeah. You know, yeah. he could be... I mean, I guess the weird thing for Adam Cole was that they should be vying for an opportunity against him. That's true. So yeah, him, we talked about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I, him, uh, The Fiend, I don't necessarily want to see them in the in the Rumble. But it just makes it weird. Like, okay, so if Brock wins, then what? Then WrestleMania, like, no. He doesn't <laughs> right. have to wrestle? That he doesn't no have to have sense. a match? Right. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a Paul Heyman promo. Since he won the Royal Rumble, guess who has WrestleMania? He has that night off. Like, he can... I don't want to see that. And But that seems like typical Paul Heyman promo yeah. to use that. It's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre. There's still time, so maybe they'll change it and say, okay, let's put the title on the line, which I think that would be really smart, mm-hmm. you know, since he's in there. Just put it on the line. That way, you know, if Brock wins, okay, cool, he retained his championship. Um, you know, and if he loses, then we've got a new champion, and it makes it more exciting. So, yeah. I mean, it's already an exciting matchup. It's a fun show, a fun match always, the Royal Rumble. But, you know, to have the champion in there, then the belt should be on the line. Just, just add that. Roman Reigns did it. Brock did. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. So, yeah, that go ahead. been cool, unpredictable. See if he can, like, can he hold on to it? Because this is a Royal, yeah. Royal Rumble. He can get tag team. Like, like six people could just jump on him and take him out. Exactly. Exactly. The entire Raw locker room, you know, or all the, basically the entire roster can just say, you know what, we're tired of Brock and <laughs> everybody tosses him out. And then what, you know? Right. So, yeah, that, that could be, we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. Uh, but moving forward, so another big thing uh, that happened, and we I don't know that we we talked about this um, at all, even on our last podcast, because I don't know if it had happened yet, but uh, the Andrade uh, situation where he's now United States champion, did we talk about that the last time? Uh, maybe very briefly, because it's been, what, two weeks? About two weeks, I want to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I guess just to, just to touch up on it, so Andrade at, uh, at Madison Square Garden, uh, had a match with Rey Mysterio. He ended up beating Rey Mysterio for the United States champion. So now he's he's the current U.S. champ. Um, and the rematch was on this week's Raw. 
So, you know, we had, uh, you know, them, them face off going one on one. Um, it was, you know, great matchup overall. Um, but uh, Andrade ended up coming out victorious by what? How was the the, the finish? Because I know it wasn't straight up like it was uh, it was Selena outside Vega the ring when, when basically uh, Andrade had he had basically uh, Rey Mysterio like in a sit up power bomb getting ready to. I don't know, powerbomb, but he kept on moving, using his momentum. Rey Mysterio was using uh, Andrade's momentum against him and Mm kind of bumped into Selena Vega, and she kind of got knocked out, and I guess Rey Mysterio felt bad, and he was distracted by that a little bit, and that's how Andrade was able to capitalize on that and get the win. But it was a little sloppy at first. I was going to say, the thing that caught me was that it was a a little bit of a botch, I think, by the ref. Yeah, the ref, yep. Because... It basically, they, they, like you said, you know, Zelina Vega was out. Yeah. Rey Mysterio felt bad about it. You could see that he felt upset about it. Uh, Andrade went out there, threw Rey Mysterio into the, to the steel steps, threw him into the ring, um, got him in position to, to, you know, hit his finisher. And then the referee got in there and separated them from each other. And then... After he separated them, I thought maybe he was protecting Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio maybe was injured, had a concussion or something like something like that was going yeah. on. Same but yep. then Rey Mysterio rolled out, went back to Zelina Vegas, and you know he was he was sorry, you know like oh my god, I can't believe what I did. Rey Mysterio went went back into the ring, and then Andrade went and straight into his finisher and did the yeah. finisher, Hammerlock like DDT, right? And I'm like, what? Why didn't you just let it happen the first time? <laughs> right. You know? like just it would have looked smooth the first time. Yeah. If he was in there like he's getting ready, then the ref did. Yeah, he came in there and broke it up. Right. And you can obviously tell him he was giving them uh, instructions what to do next because I yeah. caught that. I'm like, right. oh, he's. I guess he's resetting his match now because either it was like a, a botch uh, move or something that was, was, that was supposed to happen. Something maybe yeah. maybe they felt like Rey Mysterio hadn't made it clear that how he felt about hitting Zelina Vega, and so they really wanted the shot of Rey Mysterio being like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, like to really get that. But we we got the gist of it. Yeah, we, got we saw the, that the first time. We right. need to replay it the second time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, it, it didn't help it. You know, like the fact that he just. You know, again, had the more, I guess it was more of a clear shot. Yeah. But again, the first shot, we got it. And then, yeah, Andrade threw him in the ring steps. And then, yeah, that was, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. And then he after the, the pin. He took his mask off, too. After ripped his, Yeah, Andrade ripped his mask off after he pinned him. Uh, then he went over to Zelina, who kind of got to her feet at this point. And, um, you know, kind of gave her the mask almost as like, uh, here you go for, you know, for what had happened, like making up for mm-hmm. the, the mistake or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird botch. But anyway, it kind of continued like their their storyline looks like it's going to continue on a little bit more. Yeah. Now, um, afterwards, I thought I could get tired of their matches. But, man, I evidently I can't because that last, you know, besides towards the end, it was. It was damn good. Well, it's funny because this time last year, they were having a feud. And I remember us talking about them potentially being at Mania, either that match or the Randy Orton, AJ Styles match. And it's funny. Was it that last year? Yeah, that was last year, right? It was last year. That's crazy. Because (laughs) now we're kind of in the same boat where this was Mania. Guess what? 
Randy Orton and AJ Styles have a feud, and here's Andrade versus Rey Mysterio all over again. And the question would be, you know, like, would would you? I don't know. I get. I, they I have think he would approved. get on the card. Yeah, both of them should be on the card. Both both of these matches. Um, they they because I think we were talking about which one of these two matches would we want to see, and eventually it actually wasn't. Uh, it Andrade was not on the card last year. No, it he was. Wasn't. It was uh, but Rey Mysterio was right. Oh man, I, w- was it against Samoa Joe? I feel like that was the Samoa Joe match. Yeah, yeah, where he was injured and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was for the U.S. Made quick fashion of him too. I think yeah. Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, real like, quick. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Like eight seconds or something like that. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Like it was like a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, you know, it was it was uh, it's it's interesting how a, a year later. We're basically in the same spot we were. We are. <laughs> yeah. We are. Yeah. So that's that's pretty hilarious. But oh, um, yeah. So great. Uh, I, to your point, like you said, you um, you weren't sure if you could maybe get tired of this or not. And I, I, I appreciate the the chemistry that these guys have in the mm-hmm. ring. And you know, I, I feel like if you would have told me a year later we were going to do this matchup again. I probably wouldn't have believed it, but like, nah, they're going to find a way to kind of avoid that. But here we are. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not I'm not tired of it. And I, I guess I wouldn't have said, hey, I'm tired of it or I wouldn't be still invested in it or whatever. Like, I think that, you know, these guys are good enough and they, they do have unfinished business to, yeah. to an extent. So I, I'm glad in a way that we are getting year. this yeah, from last year, from a year ago. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. But um, yeah, man, I'll just um, you know, I think it's a good feud overall. I am excited to see you know the continuation of it, um, and I guess low key, I am happy that Andrade keeps getting these wins because I feel like Dude, man. that should be um, that should be the way it is. You know, Rey Mysterio should be there to help put Andrade over. Yeah, he's the veteran, exactly. Yeah, Andrade, he's still somewhat new, but I guess you know the powers that be, you know, aka Vince McMahon, sees the potential in Andrade and. Yeah, that's why he has the United States belt. He's getting all this, this, uh, the spotlight on him right now. Some would say that him being in a relationship with Charlotte, <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, but I'm just had to bring it up because you know I know that that's that's a thought out there, and his talent speaks on its own. If he wasn't, yeah. you know, with Charlotte, I still believe. That Andrade would would you know deserve this opportunity? Does it hurt? Yeah, it probably doesn't hurt. Yeah. You know because the company loves their flares. You know, they like do. Rick Flair, Charlotte Flair, they they've got the stroke. But um, you know, Andrade deserves this opportunity. He's got the talent. You know, he's put in the work. So you know, I'm happy for him, and I hope it continues to grow for him. So, but just gotta put that out there because I don't want to. I don't want to just skip it. Open and have people wondering. Oh, what did they <laughs> right. think? Oh, well, not know. gonna talk about right Andrade and Charlotte's relationship. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> they what? They just got engaged, right? Like they yeah, a couple of weeks ago, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, congrats next- to them. Yeah, congrats cool. to yeah. definitely to Andrade and Charlotte for sure on on the engagement. Um, yeah, yeah, just best of luck to them definitely. Um, so and 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 continued good fortune when it comes to wrestling as well. Like they're both doing great. So yeah, we'll see we'll see them and and how their storylines continue to progress. 
Um, so other things from Raw, I guess um, Becky Lynch had a promo talking about Asuka and how she had never beaten Asuka. I like the respect that Asuka's getting from the storyline yeah. uh, just to, to put her over in this way that, hey, yeah, Becky has, has had problems with her. And it kind of puts the like reminds people of what Asuka is like as a singles competitor. Um, I'm fully expecting her to lose at Royal Rumble, oh, yeah. to be honest with you, you know. But it, it's kind of nice for Oscar to just get this, get this Looking love. Like badass again, man. Talking yeah. mad shit. Talking about you ain't shit. And you can't beat me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, Easy I'm PC. That's, that's why I keep hearing. Japanese. Seriously. That, yeah. <laughs> that would be the loose translation. <laughs> right. Sure. You know, I keep hearing her say, Easy PC. Easy PC. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She's basically saying, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't a problem. Right. Be light work. Light work. Yeah. You ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. In the words of Bailey. <laughs> oh man, basically. So, um, yeah, just uh, more, more to come with with that with that feud. Um, I, like I said, Becky Lynch. I'm expecting her to win, but you know, great, great moment for Oscar for sure. Um, I know we said we weren't going to talk about this Eric Rowan situation, but the one change that I feel like I do like is he's letting people look into the cage. And I was like, Mojo Raleigh? Yeah. And then Mojo's like, what the hell is that? And then uh, the guy he, uh, he, he wrestled. Out. Yeah, he was like, oh, oh well, what's wrong his, with you, man? Yeah, well, but, okay, so that was Mojo's reaction. Yeah. Then the guy that he wrestled, when he looked into the cage, his face was covered in blood? Did you see that? Yeah, man. It was, it was blood. Or, he had some type of red substance on his face. Right. <laughs> so, I mean... Just best guess. What do you think this is going to end up being at the oh, end of the day? Man, or do you I, even care? I don't know. You don't know what can go on in Vince Man's uh, head. You know, remember that time when Sexual Chocolate and and uh, May Young oh, you know, yeah. had that thing and hand. she gave birth to a hand. Wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So anything goes. It, I don't know. It could be. I don't know what it can be, man. A Oompa Loompa. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it's going to be something like weird and gross and I don't know. In, in my head, I was like, man, what if it's, because, you know, Bray Wyatt's been walking around with the, or the Fiend walks around with the severed head of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, okay, Eric Rowan has the severed head of Luke Harper, you know, and like, that's just like the last remnant of him before he, you know, just like. I Evidently, the, doesn't it move? Because he, he put a GoPro on there. Oh, the thing moves in there? I, Whatever it is? That's what look, because he's talking to it because, you know, the camera's looking at him. So I'm assuming that Eric Rowan got a GoPro and put it on the, you know, his pet. <laughs> You're right. There is that shot from inside the cage. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they don't think those things through. They no, just, they don't. They just thought <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> they want you to fill in the hole. So that's, that's me filling in one of the right. plot holes right there. Yeah. Like, oh. Eric must have went to Best Buy and got a GoPro. Got a GoPro and <laughs> put, put it on, it on this pet. pet, whatever it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have no idea what this thing is going to be. Hopefully, it's just they they reveal it and you, you have some kind of positive reaction. Just some kind of reaction overall. But I'm thinking they're going to milk it for a while, though. Yeah, it's probably going to go past WrestleMania, I would say. Like, I don't think we're going to find out, like, at WrestleMania. I think it'll be sometime after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. All right, so moving on from that, um, we had 
uh, AJ Styles and Akira Tozawa, which I get the biggest thing here was just the mocking of Randy Orton during the matchup. Yeah, yeah. You know, doing the the fist. Uh, well, he did the DDT. Did the DDT. Uh, uh, you know, which was kind of interesting to see. Then he went right into the, you know, pounding his fist into the mat. He did the RKO, <laughs> beat Tozawa with the RKO. Then went to the top of the. I was uh, laughing rope. when he was kind of mocking him, trying to do that, you know, pounding his fist into the mat because it looked like he was throwing a temper tantrum. Like a little kid. Instead yeah, like of looking a little like kid, man. the Viper, he was looking like a little kid. <laughs> angered. Like, calm down, kid. Right. Man. <laughs> man, but it, that was a smooth RKO he did. It was it was alright. It was alright. It wasn't, it I, thought wasn't it was, it, I thought it was pretty good, man. Yeah. Come on, man. It, I, I give that they, a, they you know, they treat like they treat their RKO like it's the the uh what do they call it in uh in WWE now. The, uh, oh my god, I can't believe my destroyer. My, no, 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 because everybody does it now. The, the super kick in WWE, oh, everybody does yeah. the super kick, but you know, AEW, everybody does the cutter move. Well, and everybody does a destroyer. Well, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody does. Like, it, just, it doesn't even matter. You got Dustin, Dustin doing the doing destroyer the left and right. I'm like, okay, so this is like the new DDT, like the new super kick. Like, apparently, if you can't do a destroyer, you can't wrestle. Like, that's just how it is. That's that's the rule in AEW. Like, you just have to be able to do it. Oh man, yeah. So, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, AJ, AJ's cutter was all right. It was all right. The arcade was all right. I give it up. 5.5 out of 10. You know, oh, it was all right. I give it a B plus. Nah. I give it a B plus. It was, it was a nice looking RKO. I've seen better. Or cutter I've move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it, it fit the purpose. You know, he's mocking Randy, so yeah. it didn't have to be yeah. perfect. It was fine. It was fine. You know, um, we didn't talk about that. Uh, Randy Orton, when he came out, what was it? two? It was two weeks ago. He came out getting ready to, he was coming out in his crutches, getting ready to. I think that was last week. Was it last week? Yeah, not 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 this past, but the one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he came out on his crutches, getting ready to talk, saying that you know he's because he hurt himself during a house show, and they were showing uh, you know the photos from that, and he's getting ready to say, "Hey, I'm gonna be out, but I'm gonna try my damnest to be back by WrestleMania." And then he just gave everybody the gave everybody the okie doke, man. The, <laughs> you know the Mark Henry promo. You know, it just yeah. gave AJ Styles one hell of an RKO. Like, what yeah. did you think about that? I, oh, man, you know, it's tricky when when you do the whole boy who cried wolf thing, right? And you say you're injured or this is it for you, and then it's not, and you pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. Like, from a story perspective, it's fine, I guess, you know, but it it sucks when you when you feel I, I, I don't know because that's that's kind of what we sign up for in with wrestling right like yeah. it's you know it, it, there's there's part reality and and they and part you know just just scripted and so they're going to mess with that whenever they can they're going to try to pull reality into like something happened to, to him the lines a little bit. yeah cuz I, I i believe that something happened to him in that match and maybe there was a little bit of a scare yeah. and that's why they stopped that match but then it turned out he was okay, so they figured, okay, let's go ahead and use this on Raw, you know, and address it in this way. And, and instead of just saying, hey, I'm okay, or you're fine, like, let's use it in the storyline and have AJ Styles kind of, like, you know, think uh, you're you're hurt. And maybe, not, maybe he doesn't believe you, and then you kind of, you know, catch him and hit him with an RKO when he least suspects it. Like, so, 
part of me felt a little bit like, oh, I was tricked, you know, it was bamboozled. You know, I, I actually felt bad for Randy Orton, and yeah, me Danny too. Is like me he's too. okay. Yeah, but overall, though, it's 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 part of it's part of the game. It is, it is. Like I felt like, oh man, he got me good, you know, because uh, I was like, man, I, I was feeling bad. Like, God damn it, man, no, no, Randy Orton for WrestleMania possibly. So I was, that's what I was thinking of. And I was like, then he just gave one hell of an RKO. And I still didn't buy it, too, because I was watching his leg. I'm like, oh, maybe he's still hurt. And then as soon as he got up and started stumping his uh, leg to the ground, I'm like, oh, okay. Confirm. He's not hurt. He just gave everybody the okey-doke. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that, I mean, and great news to see that he's oh, yeah. not hurt. So, I'm happy for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It, it's fine. At the end of the day, it was fine. But yeah, in the moment, there was a part of me that was like, damn it. I actually felt bad for you. Yep. So, I yeah. Did. But it, I did. Same here. Same here. But I, still, Mark Henry still the best promo. Oh, man. He, yeah. he gave tears. He told tears, us, like, yeah. Bay, I'm coming home. And just gave one John hell of a Cena. strongest slam to John Cena. He still, still got a lot left in the tank. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually was real happy about that one. Me too. Me I too. was I real happy. Up. I, yeah. I, was geek- I was marking out hard when yeah. Mark Henry got John Cena like that. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. That's a hard L John Cena just took. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the wedding. Let's talk about the wedding because the wedding actually was last week and we didn't talk about that. So and then the, the aftermath happened this week. So <laughs> what were your <laughs> what were your thoughts on the wedding, man? Like, how, how did you did you enjoy any part of it? Were you just like upset the whole time? Like, what was your experience? I enjoyed one part. And now it's kind of towards the very end. And then it went downhill uh, for Liv Morgan came out. Say what she said about having feelings. And I'm thinking, I'm like, this might look like she's going to be having feelings for Lana. And she meant that when she said that. But it's still, the way it happened, it was just, it was. It seemed like they just took this roundabout way just to get to this point. And it was so emotional, emotionally tiring for me. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I saw, it, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just done with this. You know, that's cool for Liv Morgan, but in the end, I don't want to see this story. Just. But did you you said you said there was a part that you liked about it? Was it that part? It was that part when Liv Morgan came out, and that was it. Okay, that was it. And then I took another step back and like, you know what? But I, you know, it was just too much. And then obviously, Rusev was hiding in the cake. You know, I knew that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, just just get to that. And then he finally came out, but it was just seemed like it was just delayed. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on the on the whole wedding, man. It was just a it was just a mess. But yeah. for some reason, it got hell of views, top ratings for their third hour too. Like I don't get it. So I, I'll say this: that I actually found myself laughing and caught myself somewhat enjoying the wedding for uh, for the humor that it was giving us. Mm-hmm. Not like it was a great storyline, but, you know, I, I did find myself saying, you know what, for what it is, this is like watching, you know, like back in the day, like a Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer. episode <laughs> or Mari Povich episode, you know, just like trash TV, basically, with mm-hmm. all the, you know, actually, I was, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley's first wife. I was Lana's first husband. I, you know, that whole thing happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I... 
that was was kind of funny and her uh lana cutting off the efficient when she he wasn't reading the lines the way she wanted him to uh getting on the crowd and saying when they were saying rusev day she's like no this is this is Lana Day, L-A-N-A, Lana, Lana, Lana. I was like, oh, my God, it's annoying, but it's kind of like, it kind of fits. Oh, and then there was a, when she when they kissed, um, like, early before the, the end of the, the wedding, she had gotten, I guess Bobby Lashley was wearing makeup, too. That's just as part of, you know, you're on TV, mm-hmm. the, the, everybody's wearing makeup. And that kind of smudged on her, too. And, like, the whole time, he's trying to give her signs that, like, <laughs> like you got a little bit of makeup on your nose. She had some on her on her, uh, her, um, uh, on her head, on her forehead, on her chin. He's just kind of, like, trying to wipe her off. And it's, I don't know, little little notes like that I, I found funny. Um, the Lip Morgan part was the one I actually. Stripper from Chippendales. Yeah, with the <laughs> no shirt <laughs> no and shirt. sleeveless coat. Sleeveless tux. What are you doing? <laughs> This is how you showed up to your wedding. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that was just bizarre, man. But th- again, from a humor standpoint, there was a certain part that just kind of like I just gave up, and I was just like, I'm just gonna just experience this because, and it was long. It, it was, was a long segment. I think that's what took me out. It was just too long for me. Yeah, it was. It was long. They could have shortened that up, but um, I actually was enjoying most of it for what it was just a a just a Jerry Springer episode and even the crowd was chanting Jerry they were Jerry at certain points the part that I did not like was Liv I didn't like Liv's section at all ah when she showed up I was like damn it this is how you're using Liv this whole you know return when she said well first of all when she left she said when the next time you see me, it's gonna be real. And like I was expecting them to take her serious, you know, and she's gonna get this push and yeah. be like those vignettes oh. was pretty nice, man. It uh, the, the vignettes actually scared me because it, it reminded me of the whole Emelina thing, you know, like you know the makeover and you know thinking <laughs> oh Vince is gonna do like this whole like she's gonna be super sexy and you know do that whole thing. I took oh, it as man. that you know through those vignettes that she had some you know. She had an issue with uh, what's her name, Ruby Riot. Like when Ruby Riot come back, that they was going to kick off the story. Hmm, that would have been better. Hell yeah, I would have much preferred that because yeah, her and Ruby Riot that you know they weren't a stable together, and you know to have her be in a in a feud, a matchup with her, you know, do like a couple matches between those two would be really cool, and we get Ruby Riot back, you know. So I would love that. Um, this here is just like you you put Liv Morgan in the middle of this whole. Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley storyline that I don't like. Yeah. And then, you know, you do the whole, like, okay, the lesbian storyline, which, first of all, like, why, um, oh, man, uh, what's her, oh, gosh, Mandy Rose's tag team partner. Um, oh, Sonya Sonya DeVille. Sonya Deville, yeah, thank yeah. You. They should have used her because she's yeah. actually, you know, a lesbian. What? What? Right. Like, Sonya Deville, she, like, because now – Rumors are rumors, right? You you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. But the rumor there is a rumor that that she's not happy with this, and she had been pitching for her and Mandy Rose to have a, a lesbian angle, lesbian storyline, and they teased it, but then they took it off of the YouTube channel, right? And then you know we hadn't seen anything since about that, you know. And I feel like I think if she anybody- pitched it during one of those uh, diva episodes on the E channel. So it's actually they actually have a clip of her pitching that idea, but it, it evidently got shot down. 
It's like, why, why not? You know, like, yeah. why not do that with her? You know, and then you could do like this tasteful angle versus going to like this, just like, again, during the segment that feels like a Jerry Springer episode. And then you bring Liv out and she's been away for her so long. And then it's to, to do this, like, you know, I, again, like, I don't know. It just, it just felt trashy versus it being something like, oh, cool. Okay. They're, they're breaking down more barriers and doing this thing where, you know, it's this lesbian angle and okay. Yeah. It's something that you could, you know, it's a story that, that means something like, no, it just feels like it was thrown together just for like a cheap pop, you know, to see Going like for a that shot fight. value. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, I don't know. That just felt like a missed opportunity and a misstep by them. Um, hopefully Liv can turn this into something that, you know, at least will keep her in the, in the limelight for a little bit and, you know, gain something out of it. But overall, I just, I don't know. Seems like I it's going to be paired up with Rusev now. They're going to be doing like a, a tag team, you know, her yeah. against Bobby and, and Lana. Yeah, well, yeah, it looks like that's eventually where it's going to go. Because next up, I think it's a one-on-one matchup between Bobby and Rusev. And I guarantee uh, you they string this all the way to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, definitely. That guaranteed. Guaranteed this is going to WrestleMania. And I know we talked about it before, and we were kind of hoping that maybe it would be over. But I was I was fearing this would be a WrestleMania storyline and sure enough here we go here we are like <laughs> just you and and i think it was because of what you said about you know like the youtube views and like yeah man stuff. it's insane it's doing massive youtube view views and you know and and i think it was the top rated i think their it was their top rated show near in, in their third hour when they had that segment i was just i was just baffled by this i'm like man people are really into this this yeah trashy segments yeah it's it's i don't know i don't get it i don't get it like i said it it's for what it was there was some amusement to be taken from it for sure but you know at the end of it it's just like please just let's just let's just go ahead and end the storyline you know i would just love to see it in um so Anyway, moving on. Speaking of ending that, let's just go ahead and end the talk on that and yep. move on to another topic. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Um, it's been an interesting uh, uh, run for him recently. Yeah. It feels like they're giving him a legitimate push. Is he a face? I Yeah. I would say so. He's a tweeter. I think uh, officially he's a tweet because yeah. he is still kind of you know on that fence. But I think to the crowd, I think he's a face. You know, I think well, the he's, way they're he's pandering him, he's to the crowd. Him. Like, who wants to see this? Who wants to see Jose get a claimer? Kick? And he was counting. He was like, in one, in three, two, one. And I'm like, damn, he is. I'm like, is he a face now? Yeah, he he's. I mean, from uh, again, pandering like uh, doing the whole thing with the the countdown and the crowd reaction. Like, if he's not officially a face, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Like, mm-hmm. it's coming. Um, I think he's he's just still in that tweener standpoint because he like when he took out uh, uh, Hawkins and uh, Zach Ryder, you know, like that to me, because those two guys are what's that? I said he destroyed them. Yeah, he buried those two guys like that. You just you beat the tag team champions in a handicap match like that's it. Like they're done. But um, yeah, I feel like, you know, those two guys are faces and then no way Jose is a face. So he's still not going after heels. To make it official that you know he's he's a face now, but um, I kind of like that though that they're not just like hitting us over the head with he's a face by by completely turning him. Mm-hmm. I think just slowly but surely we're getting the crowd to choose him 
and then when he goes against a, a heel, then it'll just like it could it could get to that next level at that point later on. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. I think that, you know, we were both nervous, like maybe he was done, you know, because of the way that they booked him. Yeah, but, you had you a know, moment of silence for him, man. We did. We did. <laughs> it was, it the was, way they just kept on booking this man. I'm like, he is dynamite. And why they keep on putting him in, you know, making him a stooge and being part of Baron Corbin's crew. Like, yeah. I didn't get that. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Roman Reigns called. Uh, Baron Corbin's guys. He said Corbin's crew. Hey, yes, bro. I was about to bring that up, man. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> On SmackDown, I was like, what? Okay. It's, it's, it's again, someone's listening. Someone's listening. <laughs> someone's listening, man. Yeah, Corbin's crew. Like, Roman Reigns used it. All right, yeah. you can have that one, Roman. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start trademarking these catchphrases. We oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Dang. But, yeah, man, I just caught that. I just had to throw that in there when you mentioned it. Um, but, yeah, going back to Drew, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this ends with him either winning the Royal Rumble or at least tossing Brock Lesnar and setting up a matchup with Brock at the at the Royal Rumble I think mm. or at WrestleMania. I think that mm. would be cool. Yeah. Ooh, a WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre against Brock. I would love to see that. Just yeah. the visual of that, just him standing tall cuz I think he's taller than Brock, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he would just he would look like he can go power for power with Brock. Yeah, yeah. So and he needs it. He needs. He that. does. He needs he does. that. That he that does, type man. of they, and yeah. the way they've been building him lately. Like he's been on his road, just taking two opponents at one, or just squashing people. Just like yeah, okay. Just man, put on that rocket and send him to the moon, man. I want him to get his his mojo back. Exactly. Exactly. I I would love that. I would love that. Um, I don't know any other moments from Raw that you wanted to talk about. Uh well you know we had the big the big uh, mystery partner for the triple threat no it's oh, not triple yeah. threat the six man tag six man tag yeah yep. Samoa Joe Kevin Owens and well it's the big show which was cool man that, that it was actually cool. caught me off guard right there I was like oh really okay that was a good surprise he got a nice pop too he did he did really happy to see him crowd yeah. definitely stood up yeah he got a you know applause they applauded him man i was like yeah yeah i thought it was cool i thought um you know it, it was nice seeing the big show it's been a while um mm-hmm. he had been away for a long long time um but yeah just uh it was it was a decent match and a disqualification um where do you think we're going you know with this with this uh feud do you think it's going to be a continued like six six man thing now that they're doing is there like because i guess that's where i'm confused is now that you throw in some old joe and now you got the big show like what what is the where is this going yeah i now since big shows in the mix like i don't know is he part of the storyline that's what i was confused on too because i was yeah. fine with samoa joe and kevin owens man they have great chemistry man even that backstage segment they had and there was uh and Samoa Joe's like, man, don't worry about it. Talking to Kevin Owens, I got this, man. Don't worry about it. I got it. Kept on looking at the camera, smiling, like, ain't, <laughs> which was funny, man. <laughs> and Kevin Owens was like, just tell me. He's like, no, don't just worry. Just tell about me. It. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it, man. <laughs> looking at the camera again, smiling. I was like, man, I'm glad Samoa Joe is back too. Yeah, like he was getting really too good at his job for commentary. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Like he he was getting to a point where they were gonna they they may have 
been tempted to just keep him on commentary with the way that he was doing. Had to do it, just slap on the sunglasses. Here you go, Taz 2.0. Right. Oh, man. It's scary to think how close that he was to to being taxed. I have to say body type, you know, the whole, you know, big, big chest, short neck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. But, uh, yeah, just um, I don't know. I'm just curious to see where this is going, because when it was Kevin, you know, okay, you could say, yeah, Kevin versus Seth Rollins, one-on-one, eventually we're going to get that match. Mm-hmm. But now you throw in some more Joe, and now there's the big show. And so, you know, and then this match in disqualification, so there's unfinished business there now. They're doing a, a fist fight on Raw uh, coming up tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The what does that even mean? ever fist fight. But I, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, is that something like what WWE used to do? Uh, the What was it called? Brawl for All? And they were doing actually shoot boxing? That would be dumb if they went ahead and did that again. You know, like just some like fight, a fist fight with all these. They're, they're not going to do that with, with this with this group of guys. They're just not going to do that. And then it's it just it, a gimmick match like that. I don't you know, know man. Like of, first ever. I don't I don't get that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like a like a dumb gimmick match that you don't need for a storyline that. It's starting to, to pick up some steam as far as like Seth being being you know this Monday Night Messiah and he's really <laughs> feeling himself now. He's a chosen one. Um, you know he's gonna drag us kicking and screaming into the next decade. And, yeah. You know, he like definitely I don't know, his high I, horse man. Yeah, like I, I just I feel like you need to do more story wise with this whole thing before you know while it's still growing like this, but doing a fist fight, I don't know. I think it just kind of makes it kind of feel. Hokey, you know, and uh, I don't know. He does because I don't even understand the rules. Like, what you as soon as you hit your opponent with a fist, it's over. <laughs> the but, first person to throw a punch right. wins. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? <laughs> right? There's, there's no rules on the the first ever fist fight. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they would have said a street fight, you know, like then okay, fine. We know the rules to that. You know, it's just like that would have been anything cool. goes. Yeah. Right? Fist fight. Fist fight. No. No, that's that's a misstep. I think that one right there is a misstep. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll be. We'll, they'll make me eat my words there, and, and this fist fight will be cool. But I doubt it. Like you bringing up Raw for all, I, I feel like no. This is this is gonna suck. This yeah. is gonna be goofy. I remember that man. I remember the, the boxing was bad. It was horrible. I, I remember seeing Bradshaw on there. I forgot who he boxed, but it it was just bad. It was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And now they're gonna and they, do like a gonna somewhat version of that for a yeah, first no. ever fist fight. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do that. So, but if if they did, oh my god, I, I'll probably be changing the channel and just like you know, like wanting to see yeah. something else doing that. Like, you know what? <laughs> Let's I see what else is on. Else. <laughs> right? What else is on television right now? Because <laughs> I don't need to see this fist fight, this goofy fist fight they got going on. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Let's see here. I guess. Well, real brief. Um. Because we pretty much touch on everything. Charlotte Flair had a brawl. I mean, I guess you could call this a fist fight with Sarah Logan. Uh, it wasn't really a, a straight up match. Like Sarah Logan just went right at Charlotte, and yeah. it's like she was throwing fists. You know, speaking of fist fight, and and just kind of like you know, and I think she even posted something on Twitter where she said she's done wrestling. Um, but 
some people took it as, oh, she retiring, but it seems like, no, that's just her character now that she's just going to be a brawler versus like trying to wrestle and do like technical moves and all that. Mm. And this was kind of the beginning of it was with what she did to, to Charlotte catching her off guard with just uh, the brawling style, the brutal style that she was trying. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. It was interesting. I, I, I was actually surprised with how um, how she got the upper hand on Charlotte and how the match was looking. Cause you know she she kind of threw her around a little bit. Then she got the the robe. She, and then did. she like what was messing up the robe, throwing it on the ground. Mm-hmm. She stepped on it. You know, I'm like, wow, is this? For I thought the match was over. By the way, too, at that point, I yeah. thought that the ref was just gonna call it because it was just too too savage for for you know their liking, and maybe Charlotte was gonna you know like sell an injury. Uh, but then they they kind of just let it continue on a little bit. Um, so yeah, just it was yeah, just a little brawl. I don't know. Just, I don't want to take up too much time with that, but I just thought that as of note, it, there is a slight character change or slight fighting change going on with Sarah Logan that I thought was interesting. And Charlotte it's looking more Vikingish, if that is that yeah. a word. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It is now. Right. I'm a demon of word now. Viking. Right. You know. I guess she's trying oh, to uh, be more like her husband. Was Ivar or Eric? I, I Eric, never. Eric, I, yeah, I, it's Eric. Okay, it's Eric. Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they continue to evolve her character. And then for Charlotte, it was just more of a build towards towards Royal Rumble, to where at this point, yeah, she's she's gonna be billed as the favorite. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too for Charlotte. Uh, but oh yeah, man. Speaking of the Vikings, we even talk about the triple threat match for the tag Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, um, Street Profits, the OC, and the Viking Raiders uh, for the tag team championships, right? That yeah. was the tag team championship yeah. matchup. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping, I don't know, I kind of realistically did not think that the Viking Raiders were going to lose that that matchup. Mm-hmm. And in the end, they, they didn't disappoint. They ended up winning. But um, Street Profits, I felt like the crowd was starting to get more on the Street Profits side. Yeah. And it's been it's been kind of a tough go for them on Raw since they've officially joined. Like I feel like it's kind of been uh, a uh, you know not a botch. That's not the right word for it, mm-hmm. but it just hasn't worked out really well for them yet. And this this matchup, I felt like for the Street Profits, yeah. Okay, I feel like their their backstage promos in the beginning when they were still on NXT, yeah, it was it was that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fine. But since they've officially been on Raw, you know, I feel like they really hadn't done much. They beat the OC, that's you know, a couple yeah, times, yeah. so that yeah. was there. That's fine. But overall, I just feel like they don't have that same impact that they did in NXT yet. Yeah, I think but, what they need is they just need a story, you know. Just let yeah. – maybe they can have a story with the Viking Raiders and we can build it to, I don't know, Royal Rumble or, hell, maybe even WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, you know, hopefully they, they can because I, I feel like the crowd, you know, at this on Raw – was hot for the Street Profits. You know, they were chanting, we want the smoke. You know, I felt like they were were kind of smelling maybe a title change coming and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but overall, I thought that it was a kind of a nice sign for the Street Profits, who I think, you know, yeah, have kind of struggled a little bit while they've been on Raw that, you know, they, they, they still have their fans who are behind them. And I think that the WWE Universe, the the casual fans, are starting to grow and know who they are and yeah. really want to see. They got hella charisma, man, especially Montez Ford. That dude is just a ball of charisma. 
Absolutely. Like, he'll definitely keep you entertained during the wrestling, you know, which is cool, man. I like that. And and shout out to Montez Ford again, because that dude got hops. Like yeah, a, maybe a 50-inch vertical? Because that just inhuman with sometimes what he can do. He's jumping off a trampoline, basically. You know, it's oh. like every time he jumps, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm 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 rooting for the Street Profits. So hopefully they can, you know, find some of that success that they did in NXT, but on Raw now since they're over on that side. Um, let's jump over to the SmackDown side and yeah. talk a little bit about what happened there. So the big thing with SmackDown was uh, was I, in my opinion, the Miz, of course, um, and just following up on his uh, quote unquote uh, turn from the last SmackDown. So on the last SmackDown, uh, he went against Kofi Kingston. Um, and he kind of threw a little bit of a, of a fit and what attacked Kofi Kingston at the end of that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man, he was frustrated. I get it. He was right. He had a, you know, he was having a a bad 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 week, you know, basically. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or a couple of weeks, you know, with what the fiend had done with his family and everything. So, um, but then the crowd was chanting, you suck. And then he's walking up the ramp and he's like, you know, after everything, after everything. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you're saying, I suck? Really? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Like, okay. there. It looks like we're getting that, going back to Heel Miz. You know, the Fiend did change him. You know, like, he, he paid that off. So. But Heel Miz is so much better, though. I, I feel like he's a better wrestler, uh, a better overall wrestler when he's Heel Miz. Like, he's more powerful. Like, he hits another level when he's Heel, yeah. heel Miz. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. I think that, um, you know, Miz, this is the best version of him. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, with this this promo that, that they did on, on SmackDown, so him and John Morrison, they're out there. Um, you know, John Morrison, at first, he, you're not sure, like, which way he's going to go. But then he started blaming the crowd for, you know, basically turning on the Miz and, yeah. you know, telling him he sucks and all that. And so I, I, I actually like that because one one thing with the whole John Morrison return um, is that I feel like the John Morrison return has not been as big as it could have been. No, they kind of just what was it the week before when yeah. when uh, I guess the crowd turned on on Miz and they did like a backstage segment knocked on the on the door of Miz and actually there you go John Morrison like whoa okay he was just there right yeah. there right. It was like no impact. Right. It's like, okay, I guess we're doing this this <laughs> right. way. All right. Cool. You know? Like, yeah. So, yeah, it was already revealed. And then even when he showed up on SmackDown, it felt like that crowd really didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. you know, because that reaction was really weak. It was. And then they showed the video package, and I thought that was a smart move by it them, was. actually, just to kind of remind That was a great like, video hey. package, too. It was. It was. Just like, this guy is really good. You know, he's 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 the real deal. You know, he's been around for a long time, and, you know, they didn't mention his stuff in uh, Japan and, and some of the other indie companies that he's worked yeah. for. But underground. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's been busy. He's been busy, so... Um, I like I like the heel turn for him because I, I could see a face turn not going well if he's trying to, uh, trying to no, be no, the baby no. face he, yeah. with that lukewarm return. Yeah, I think the heel character is better, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to say that shame on you, SmackDown, when when John Morrison came out as interest, I was expecting the slow motion shot, you know, put yeah. it up and it kind of everything slows around him. It was nothing. I was, yeah, really? Come on, man. <laughs> this is John Morrison. That's that's like 
That's like epic, man. You put his fist up, everything slows down. Got the wind is the wind is blowing and his his hair all slow motion. I, I love that every time, and I got none of that. Yeah. So shame on you, SmackDown. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I enjoy John Morrison return, King of Parkour. Great that he's he's back. Now I think you know they they're on to something with this New Day versus uh, the Miz and John Morrison. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, one thing that kind of struck me. Also, though, with this is that when when they had Morrison doing the heel thing and and Miz also too was it seemed like he was looking for the crowd to start booing him when he first went out there and they really didn't they kind of was I don't know I feel like the majority of the crowd was still with the Miz yeah and, yeah. and then when Kofi came out you know it felt like Kofi was was I think the whole thing they were expecting that crowd to be more against the Miz. But yeah. they they weren't like booing or chanting "you suck" before he got out there. And so when Kofi came out, I felt like Kofi was trying to force the them to to do that. He was saying like, "So when the crowd chants you suck, they're right. You do suck." I think he was like, actually coming off a bit heelish. That's that exactly because he's where I'm saying going. like you know you, you could have just wait. What you tell him is you just said you just could have said you had a bad day and stop right there because your apology. You know, everybody knows that, you know, we didn't buy your apology. I'm like, that apology felt kind of heartfelt because... It did feel heartfelt. The way he broke it down, I'm like, yeah, people have a bad day. The way he even broke yeah. it down, it's Kofi. I'm like, I'm not trying to be in a happy mood. So, yeah, I just I just had a bad day. Yes. I'm like, and I get that. Everybody could... Anybody who can relate to that gets that. So, yeah. I was like, man, these dudes are coming off like a bit hillish. Both of them, Big E <laughs> yeah. and Kofi. I was like, man, you guys are jerks right now. Like, he actually <laughs> yeah. went out there, apologized, you know, and that was it. Yeah. And he, he, it was it was more Morrison that was like, he was pissed for him. But even I feel like the crowd wasn't like killing Morrison and killing the Miz for that. They were just kind of like taking it all in. And then here comes, you know, Big E and, and Kofi kind of, you know, calling his, his apology fake, basically. And I'm like... No, it, it actually kind of hard feel feels. that way. Yeah. yeah, and you guys are trying to make the crowd say he sucks when he's actually doing okay. Yeah. We get it. He had a bad day. The fiend, you know, would put a doll in his daughter's right. crib. Like we could all say that's terrible. That's an awful thing for any human being to do to someone else's family, to someone else's eighteen-month-old daughter. Like, come on, man. Like, what would you do, Kofi, if that was you that that had happened to? Of course, you're gonna be somewhat pissed. I know, man. You know, Show some empathy. God damn it. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Even when John Morris was getting on the crowd, I felt like, well, it, it seemed like Miz was getting ready to stop Morrison. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's when New Day interrupted. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And maybe that happened because, like, in the back, they're like, hmm, this isn't, you know, if we let this go on too long, then the whole heel turn isn't going to come off right. And so before before Miz could interject or Morrison could go on any longer, they then had the New Day go out there to kind of just be like, let's let's go ahead and and you know just just have Kofi go out there and maybe the crowd will be on Kofi's side and start booing Miz because Kofi's out there now. But it didn't really go that way. I don't know. It just felt off. It did, man. It, it did feel off. I felt like okay, maybe the Fiend changed changed the Miz, but. I'm thinking Kofi did because he was calling his apology BS and mm-hmm. and it seemed like he was getting pissed off by that. Like the Miz was getting pissed off by that because he's getting called that he's getting called out that his apology is fake when in actuality it was sincere. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it'll if man. I feel like with the WWE, 
what they're going to do is continue to try to make Miz the heel, you know, in this. And I agree that the Miz is a better heel than he is a face. So it's fine. But I don't know. It it, it would be kind of interesting if this whole thing flips the other way and the crowd Uh starts turning on Kofi because (laughs) Kofi is being a jerk to the Miz. (laughs) That's that would man that possibly can happen. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because and then you got to think about it, man. You got John Morrison now. So he's like the the aerodynamic guy who doesn't like aerodynamic guys. Yeah, so that that corkscrew thing that he yeah. pulled on the off the steel steps that, that was, was pretty Ross, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, can John Morrison still do what what we remember him doing and when we saw him doing all those videos? Like, I was I was pretty sure, but just seeing him, I'm like, you know, he 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 seemed a little bit nervous and he seems a little bit bigger. I'm like, oh yeah, I he's wonder, definitely bigger, right? Yeah. If he still has that same, you know, that it that 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 flexibility, the the athleticism. And then he pulled that like effortlessly, oh, yeah. you know, just kind of like jumped off the steel step, did that corkscrew flip on the biggie and knocked him out. I'm like, wow. OK. Yeah, he still got it. Nope, nope. I, I knew he still had it because when he got signed to WWE, he was actually down there at the WWE de- uh, developmental down there in Florida. And he was actually practicing. So it's actually a YouTube video of him doing this parkour stuff around the ring. OK. Yeah. It's just him just practicing. So some stuff he kind of missed the landing, but some some he just, you know, had pinpoint accuracy. I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, still got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it'll be it'll, I'm real curious to see where they go with with uh, the Miz and Kofi. And, and, you know, if Kofi continues to push this whole issue with Miz's apology being fake and if the crowd picks up on it that, you know, he's, he's being a little bit aggressive with trying to make Miz look like the asshole and then he may come off looking like the asshole. Yeah, so man. That That's an interesting uh, little twist there if that happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. To be continued. All right. To be continued, yep. Um, Mandy Rose. Um, what's going on with Mandy? What What's Mandy up to? T- tell me what she's planning because I feel like She's messing with Otis. I, I don't believe. I think I, it was confirmed when Otis came. Well, let's 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 backtrack. You know, mm-hmm. Manny gave Otis a cake because she felt sorry because when that fruitcake got destroyed by Dolph, uh, basically Otis' mom saw it, and I guess Otis' mom told him about it, and he was pissed off about it. So <laughs> she gave uh, Otis an apology cake. And she presented him and said, I'm sorry, with a truck on there, which was a nice little touch on there and a sad face on there, too. And uh, she proceeded to go through her match. Who was she facing? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Okay, that's right. That's right. And during the match, towards the end, Otis comes out with Tucker, with the cake. And as a distraction, is able to help Mandy get the win. And then when she kind of pointed to... Otis and then looked at and then looked at Sonya Deville and Sonya Deville looked at Otis and and, uh, Tucker. I'm like, you know what? I think they're playing with them now. Right. Yeah. That's how, using that, using them to 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 win. So you think that she is doing this hoping that he is going to do exactly what he did and like kind of uh, be like wrapped around her finger and she can use him to help her Win matches and be a distraction. I, I think so. I think I think that's what's gonna happen. Well, I really want. 
I want them to actually have a storyline to have a, a fruitful relationship. You know, because I think, you know, right now that's like the best storyline going on for SmackDown. <laughs> oh my God. It's the oldest of Mandy Rose. You know, you got Beauty and the Beast, you know. Yeah. Who doesn't like those type of stories? Right. Uh, so that's what I really want. But what I'm seeing, it seems like, you know, typical taking advantage of uh, of a man's feelings for a certain woman. Yeah, I think where where I got it confirmed for me was when uh, she was wrestling Alexa Bliss and she was still a heel wrestling Alexa, mm-hmm. but then she's trying to be this like you know thoughtful you know person and and respectful well, yeah. person yeah. to Otis, you know like feeling sorry for what happened with the fruitcake, but then she goes out to Alexa Bliss and says, "You will never look like me." <laughs> like what? Yeah. You're not <laughs> as beautiful as me, right? <laughs> like does you, that's still your character, but you're trying to make it seem like you may have feelings for Otis. Yeah. Nah, something something doesn't add up yeah. here. Like what's going on? And then to your point, yeah, like after the matchup when they were kind of like talking, like whispering, looking at Otis and, you know, it just seemed like they were up to something. Um, and I guess from the beginning, I kind of felt like that may have been the case. But also, I, I don't know, I kind of was hoping that maybe they were going to go another way and that, you know, Mandy Rose and Otis would have some kind yeah, of you relationship, too, huh? like you said. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping for that. I'm like, why not, man? Right. I noticed, uh, oh, what a happy story. Happiness. Yeah. And then that'd be different for Mandy, you know, yes. going, instead of, because everyone's expecting her to be this kind of like, you know, heartless person. You know, she's she's gorgeous, but, you yeah, know, how could super, she ever like yeah, a guy like, vain, oh, yeah, you know, but then she could shock everybody and be like, no, I, you know, she, she's in notice. Like, okay. That could be cool. That could change, you know, people's outlook of Mandy and make her a more well-rounded uh, character. Um, I don't know. I thought that could have been interesting, but I, it doesn't seem like that's where this is going. No, it, like it doesn't. Gonna be the other yeah, way. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I saw it right there, clear as day. But, you know, I, I can hope for the best. We'll, we'll see. Right. Right. Man. So, yeah, more to come with that. Um Lacey Evans, uh, she was supposed to have a match with uh, Sasha Banks, but that did not happen. Um, she was doing a rap she, album, spitting bars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so Lacey's got bars? Okay, all right, all right. That's, all that's right, what Mandy said. Sasha is AWOL. Oh, Sasha. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Sasha, that's right. I thought you were saying Lacey. Oh, no, 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 no. Bars. It was supposed to be against like, wait, Sasha, but, you know, that's yeah. when Bailey told Lacey Evans, like, well, she's not even here because she's at the studio. Doing a rap album. Right, <laughs> right. I'm like, uh, look, hey, I've got nothing but love for Sasha. I'm wishing her all the best with this rap album. We will see. I won't judge it until I, until I hear it. Um, I, I have my doubts. I can't lie. Maybe we do a review doubts. about that. Whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. review on the Sasha rap album. <laughs> hey man, I, I, I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. But she has shown no ability to rap before, so this would come out of nowhere, right? And it would it would be impressive. It would be great. So I, I'm hey, we'll we'll reserve opinions until we hear it. Let's let's give her that chance. But it was shocking to hear rap album. I, <laughs> rap album and then you hear a wrestler doing a rap album you're like oh boy this is, i don't know john cena kind of ruined that and hey we have different opinions on that you know you were like it was okay you know he, he did all right he did his thing and i'm like nah it was terrible so i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see how sasha's album goes but uh the big thing i wanted to talk about here with this was lacey evans and just 
the character she is right now, I feel like she is what they wanted John Cena to be. She's like everything that they were hoping John Cena would be in terms of like she's an actual Marine. Yeah. They, she gets the USA chance. Oh yeah! Like the crowd is like she she's so invested in that character. She is that character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just there was a moment where I was watching her. I'm like, wow, she's basically that John Cena character. But like, like if John Cena was an actual Marine and yeah. female, it would have been Lacey Evans. You did play a Marine you know? in the Marine. They, she <laughs> played one in a movie, but she's the real right, deal. Yeah. You know. So, um, yeah, I think she's right there in her wheelhouse. And it's it's funny because she panders to the crowd a lot. Like any little cheer or chant or something she gets, she makes sure to to point out to that person. Like the USA chant. It's like, oh, yeah. The USA chant. She's like, heck yeah, hell yeah. You know, chant USA. Um, But I like that. And I feel like her character, you know, it, it makes sense for her to be that way and her to be that patriot and, you know, want to get people to feel good about, you know, chanting that way. And, you know, when she talked about her daughter, like, I don't know, I just I, I'm really I was into her character before when she was a heel Me too. because of how invested she was. Yeah. And now as a face playing the whole, you know, Marine aspect and the mother aspect, man, she's 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 in her bag, man. She's she's, she's that, bad. This character's her. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm yeah. just now. Let's talk about Bailey. What, what are what are you trying to do with her, man? I I don't know. They I don't think they know. I really don't. I don't. I don't know where where they're going with her. Um, I think that you know when Bailey first made this official turn, it was it felt good. Like okay, yeah, it was shocking. You know, she cut up the Bailey buddies. Yeah. It was shocking. Um, now it just feels like we're getting stagnant again. Yeah, like something needs to happen. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that, man. It just feels like it's just lacking something. It's a it's a definite decline for Bailey. I could tell you that, man. That's how I feel. Like it, I'm getting to a point when I'm. It's probably I just don't care. You know, like yeah. just have her drop that belt and give it to Lacey. I'm t- sometimes I forget she's champion. Yeah, you know. Yep. Like, oh yeah, she's holding the belt. That's right. She does still have a championship. <laughs> oh, you know, like. That's terrible. That shouldn't be the way that oh, that man. is. She, oh, she should be running that division, but it feels like she's not. Like, no. nowhere near. Not even second command. Right. Right. Yeah, like you said, just go ahead and drop it to Lacey and call it a day at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well. Or, you know, someone else. But, you know, right now, Bailey just, it just feels like it's a, it's a prop. With her, it's a prop. It feels like the belt doesn't mean anything right now. You know? So yeah, that that's sad but true. I would I would hope for something different for Bailey because you know I, I still think Bailey's awesome, massively talented, but just the 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 booking for her, I don't know. It's just she's not really even wrestling. Um, it would have been cool if in that moment when Sasha wasn't there, Bailey would have gone and said, you know, like like taking that challenge that Lacey threw out mm-hmm. and said, yeah, let's go ahead and have this match, even if it's non-title, just go out there and actually just have the match. I think that would have been cool, but no, she did this backstage thing. They had a little bit of a fight, and then that was it. Yeah, yeah it's just Lacey Evans not a great her down. Friend. She found her in, in the hallway. And, yeah. yeah, and she looked weak as hell. Yeah, she she basically got her ass like, whooped. Ran away. The, the referee held Lacey back. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, man. I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, she got a heel character now. This is definitely gonna show some promise, but man, it. I don't know. Really hasn't. Yeah. It really hasn't. 
Yeah, man. So um, the uh, the next one, I would say Braun Strowman and, and Shinsuke, they finally had their matchup. Um, what, what were your thoughts on, on what we saw? Because basically Braun... One on one, somewhat. I mean, it was almost like a one on three. It was, Cesaro, which it needed to be. Sami Zayn, because yeah. it needed to make sense for Nakamura. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it though. I liked it, especially Nakamura. He was looking like he was the king of strong style. Uh, even, Dr- but Braun Strowman, man, he had a good showing, man, and I think he might finally get his single title titles run at WrestleMania, maybe, or maybe at Royal think- Rumble. We'll see. I, I, I'm curious about that. I wonder if they're going to just go ahead and do it at Royal Rumble yeah. or if they're going to wait till Mania. We're so close to, to you know, Mania. It's just like, they, I feel like everything is just going to be on pause until Mania. But yeah. who knows, man? Maybe they pull the trigger on that to give us uh, we one title change, a big moment at, at, Royal, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I would, uh, even they did a title change at the Royal Rumble for Braun Strowman. Hey, I wouldn't be against that. I'll be like, man, it's about really damn cool. time. You guys yeah. were way overdue for that. Right. And when he held that belt, because he uh, he beat Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. so it's kind of setting up that he's the number one contender now. But then he held the belt, and he held it over his head for like a split second before Sami Zayn pulled it away. But seeing him hold that belt, it looked good. And like yeah, that, felt that right. championship is just beautiful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it feels like a world championship. You know, that design, that redesign yes. of that belt makes it look a little bit more special. And, um, you know, it, in his hands, I'm like, I feel good about that for him. I don't feel like he's holding a mid-card title. I feel like if he holds it, it's going to feel like a major title. Just like, I mean, Shinsuke right now, he's got that presence that, you know, I, I respect him. Mm-hmm. Like he's holding a major title too. Uh, Braun, I feel like it'll be the same way and maybe even a little bit higher just because of, you know, how dominant Braun can be. Yeah. Like how long can he keep it if he gets it all the way to SummerSlam? Like. That would be yeah. Really I would cool. like to see a dominant yeah. reign from this man. Me too. Yep. Me too. Um, so yeah, man. So that was that was a cool moment. Again, seeing Braun with the belt, and you know, hopefully we get that uh, the the rematch for the title um, at Royal Rumble, but definitely at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Worst case scenario, it'll be WrestleMania. Um, so then, yeah, at the the end of the show, we had um, the the Usos making their return in a match against uh, Dolph Ziggler and King Corbin. Um, I guess the big thing with this was the return of one Robert Roode. So why don't you you uh, tell us about just your thoughts on on all this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's, didn't really do it. That, that sums about it about up about Robert Roode returns. You know, it's. It, okay, he, he showed up part of you know Baron Corbin's crew. You know it's all united now. He had his crew back. You know because Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised they kind of just uh, destroyed the Usos and yeah and uh, Roman Reigns. Roman, I was like, yeah. okay, I didn't expect expect that for the Usos' first match since they've been gone for a while. Right. I'm thinking they're gonna get like a strong win, but no, nah, man, they got freaking destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that now that caught me off surprise. Caught me by surprise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I felt like you know the the match, but while it was you know still a an actual match, it was it looked looked all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos, you know, they looked sharp. They looked like they hadn't missed a step. Um, but yeah, it, eventually, just they would just end up getting destroyed, and it was just you know it just what was what it was. Um, but the other aspect that I wanted to talk about, actually, um, previous to that, when Roman Reigns was talking, you know, he said, you know, this time I didn't need friends; I needed family. 
you know, and he, he of course, he was talking about the Usos. Mm-hmm. Do you think now this is going to be like a stable for like this is the new shield for Roman? Like he's going to be bring with back the, Usos? the bloodline. Yeah, it, it was like unofficial the first time they did that. I think this one the Usos still rocked the face paint, mm-hmm. and it really wasn't working because it actually did a disservice to the Usos because they was getting booed when Roman was just always heavily getting booed. Yeah, so I think this time can work because you know Roman's on this uphill climb and it's slow. Uh, just taking his time, you know, getting back up to that main event status. So I believe it can work this time. I wouldn't mind having finally be an official stable too. the bloodline, yeah. have some shirts, whatever to, to rock like that, man. Cause I think that can actually help not only Roman, but the Usos as well, since they're just coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they, they, they would be smart to just make this an official stable, you know, it seemed like something that's long overdue, you know, them just being all together. I mean, they're cousins. They're, they're you know, yeah. it just makes sense. I think very Roman, close cousins, man, from what I've seen the documentaries, like they grew up together. Yeah. You know, it just it just makes sense. The chemistry they have when they're together in the ring, you can see mm-hmm. it. You know, it's palpable. It's, it's just fun to watch. Um, I think Roman can learn a lot from the Usos and the Usos can learn a lot from Roman. Yes. Good point. I think for point. for Roman, you know, the, the promo work that the Usos have been have been doing, you know, like it, it's been on another level. They they just are so great on the mic. And I feel like they Roman seem so natural. around that. Yeah. Like he can incorporate some of that attitude into his promo work and some of that confidence in his promo work. It would just be so beneficial. You know, for the Usos, I feel like, you know, behind the scenes, you know, there's there's been issues with like, you know, DUIs and things like that. And just being around because Roman seems like he's got his his stuff together and he's looking at life a different way Mm -hmm. you know, with the cancer scare. So I think for for them to all be traveling together, like Roman can be that like that that centering grounding factor to, to remind them like, hey, life is fleeting, you know, like so we got to make sure that we're smart about what we're doing and smart about the opportunity we have. And, you know, it could be gone. All this can be gone in an instant. Yeah. So, you know, we're lucky to have our health. So I, I think them being together, there's like different aspects that they can all take from each other. And uh, I, I'm hoping they just make an official thing so that they can travel together, learn from each other. And yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for that. Yeah, man, I think that's a good point, man, because when the Usos were on uh, what's this show? Corey Graves show, the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. So they was on there. They did a spot and it was talking about, you know, the, the DUIs that brought it up. And they said, you know, we couldn't really uh, basically after the DUIs, they couldn't really, you know, slow down and get to it because they're always on the road. So when they took that break, when it was gone for seven months to actually, you know, got to re- do, do some self-reflection, slow down, spend some time with the family, exercise some demons you know, and, and get back to, you know, what, you know, what, what, what they love is that wrestling, you know, and, and leave the other BS, you know, aside. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a great point. You know, I, I hope that they take that to heart and really apply it and, and uh, you know, get, have everything together because they're they're a great as people, they seem awesome. I don't, we don't know them, you know, personally, but from what you see from documentaries and, and things like, you know, they just seem like really down to earth, fun oh, guys yeah. that, 
you know, you'd love to just hang out with like it, it just those type of people seems like. But overall, like I'm just rooting for them. Um, and I, I hope that just they they have their stuff together, basically. And again, you know, just being with a guy like Roman, who he's got so much pressure on him, like being one of the faces of the company, you know, that it just seems like he's he's figured it out, like how to be. He's not really in the press for anything negative. We don't hear mm-hmm. about it. So he's just like he is a locker room shit, leader. That's you know? what they say. He is. He is. And so being around that, bringing around him more, I feel like hopefully that rubs off on the Usos mm-hmm. because I feel like the Usos could also be locker room leaders as well. They've been around forever. Yeah. You know, and so for 10 years. Respect fa- yeah. Like the respect factor for them has got to be there so long as they have their shit together. You know, yep. like if they with the DUIs, it's hard to like you, you may kind of have a hard time telling other people like, hey, this is how you should live your life or this is how you should be when your stuff isn't all together. But, you know, I think that if once they get it together and, and you know, get focused in like they're saying they are, then they can reclaim some of that respect if they have lost that in the back. Um, for me as a fan, like I, I'm just rooting for them and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we don't hear about this anymore. You know, alcohol related incidents. Me and too. All that. Me too. It was just unfortunate yeah. that you just you just hear these DUIs from the Uso and, then it, and it became a common occurrence. Yeah, so that was scary. Like to me, I was like, man, it seemed like these guys got a, you know some issues to deal with. So it's like Jeff Hardy all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly, man. So I was getting worried about their, you know, their futures, their careers. So I'm glad they had this time off, do some self reflection, and you know, and get back uh, on this horse and get back to yeah. it. Same, 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 same. So yeah, that. Um, so that that's that's the way it ended. Basically, it was um, you know the well the. Bobby Robert Roode coming back, um, you know, putting his stamp on the end of the match, which whatever, like you said, it was just kind of like, all right, he's back, yep. you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hopefully there's there they do a better job of of building him back up and and uh, I don't know, it's funny because we didn't think that this tag team of uh, Roode and Ziggler was was legit, and right. they are still technically teamed up together. Um, so I. I wish it wasn't like that because because I feel like both of them individually have more to give than as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like wasted opportunity, yeah. really, with 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 Robert especially. Um, but you never know seen, from a tag team. Maybe it can help them, and then they can go their separate separate ways. That's what you would hope. Yeah, because yeah. you look at you know. Matter of fact, we even talk about this return. Uh, Sheamus. Sheamus and oh, Cesaro yeah. when they got for a yeah. tag team. Like, can this work? And actually, did it worked damn well. It did. Yeah, and it now did. he's doing this whole solo thing, and I and I feel like, man, this dude definitely got a spotlight on him, man. And and shout out to Sheamus. This felt, I forget how, how uh, awesome his interest is, man. Like the yeah. old drums come in, he comes out, pose, and I'm like, oh my god, it felt good to see it. But uh, yep. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see Sheamus back. You know, Sheamus. You know, there was a scare with him too. Like, oh, yeah. he, maybe it was an injury that was related to. Uh, um, something he had dealt with before that people were saying maybe it could be career ending. Um, so we didn't know what his future held and now he's back and, you know, he's, he's looking great. So yeah, I'm, it's a great sight. It's a great to see, see him back. He's in a little bit of a thing with shorty G. So we'll see, you know, how that, how that is. I mean, he just dominated that feud. Yeah. Well, he didn't in that, Hell no. Face off. No. <laughs> <laughs> he did not rise. He got put right back right. down with that broke sleep. That's right. That's what it was. Rise over really, size over this. <laughs> hey, you know, 
I just I I do want to see Sheamus just dominate that that feud. Really, he should. I just I, he should. I feel like he, that's just how it should be. Right. Like it should not be that Chad Gable is is able to just beat him. I, I get no I wins. Like, no, not even no. a small package roll up. Nothing. Exactly. Don't even do all these vignettes for Sheamus. He better come back and destroy this dude. Dominate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> how it should be. Sorry, it's just what it is, man. Right, man. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the two shows? We pretty much got through everything on on uh, Raw and SmackDown. So any any last notes or things you, you that we didn't get to talk? about? Nah, man. That's about it, man. It's just you know, it feels good to be back to talk about some wrestling. Now we took a little two week layoff, nice nice little winter break. But yeah, man, let's get back to it. All right. Well said. Well, we'll leave it at that. So for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.